Welcome to Eye on the Illini. This is the Mr. Anderson edition. So folks, it's finally happened. We have got a assistant coach hired for the basketball team. And we will have, it was announced today that Tim Anderson will be the next assistant coach. The Chicago native brings 15 years of coaching and training expertise to the Fighting Illini staff. Uh, Tim is the complete package. He has expertise in every area to benefit our players and our program, Coach Underwood said. You're talking about someone who's an industry leader in player development as evidenced by many of the world's top players selecting ground zero training as the place to perfect their game. He is an excellent teacher and he brings great recruiting ties, not just in Chicago, but throughout the state of Illinois and nationally. Tim has done it at literally every level from high school to AAU, junior college and division two, to low major to high major in division one. He is a grinder who has paid his dues because he loves the game of basketball and helping people to achieve their dreams. He is without question an everyday guy who is the perfect addition to our staff. That's a glowing recommendation from coach Brad Underwood. And now we're gonna go to the other Brad in Illini sports, Brad Sturdy, to get his thoughts on it. Well, after hearing that, I would hire him too. I mean, that really <laughs> sounds good. I, sounds good. No, I, I think Tim Anderson, we've, we've kind of known about this for a while now. It's been in the works. Um, it was just a matter of timing. I know he has some things he has to take care of with um, some draft training for people, draft workouts, and also with, um, you know, working in the EYBL um, until July. And then that's why he's not going to start till July 26th. Underwood, you know, this is a guy who has those Chicago connections and obviously he's tied a little bit to Mean Streets, but it was interesting that, you know, nobody, everybody's known about this for a while in the coaching world. I mean, it was funny. I was talking to guys today who, yeah, oh, yeah, this is, you know, this, you know we've known about this. So it's not a shock to anybody in the coaching world. Um, it's a, it's everybody, and everybody thinks it's a good hire. Like everybody I've talked to down here, uh, I'm in Georgia and I'm talking to, you know, coaches and sitting with them. They think he's a, he's a really good fit with the staff. He'll be good with the players, good with development. And also he has, he has connections and ties. And so what happens is you just add to that base. You know, Jeff has his connections. Chester has his connections. Brad has his connections. And now you add Tim and he's got his connections. So, and they kind of cover all the gaps and that allows them to do some things, um, you know, to never get shut out in a class where you, you don't get guys. I mean, you've always got multiple options at each position. And so it kind of becomes, you're able to be much more successful when you have that. And so, I think he's a good hire. I think it's uh, it's kind of exciting to finally get it done. And although he's not going to be out in July, he's going to be at the UIBL for the next two weeks. Um, he's actually at the, the platform tournament um, just down the road here in, in Birmingham uh, this weekend. So, um, you know, so even though so he won't start till July 26, so I'll actually kind of maybe get the benefit of having five guys out on the road for the next three weeks. So I guess that's, that's a positive as well. Perfect, perfect. So, Ked, you know, you obviously – um, rub elbows with recruits to an incredible extent. Have you heard anything, you know, um, about uh, Coach Anderson, uh, anything that you'd like to share, uh, maybe not uh, obviously specifics, but maybe what the word on the street is or, or what the initial impressions are? Yes, most definitely. I know uh, there's three or four basketball players. Like Brad said, this was kind of let out of the bag a long time ago. Um, the university just made it official today. 
Um, but uh, I, you know, there's been three or four kids that are on the roster right now that are on the University of Illinois roster that some of their family members reached out to me. They're very, very excited. Um, kids really like the individual training. They like to be able to get the individual help. And from everybody who's following what Kofi's trying to do, this is huge for him as well because he develops players and he develops players in the NBA to get them NBA ready. So this is tailor-made for a guy like Kofi who is trying to expand his game. And also the other current kids that are on the roster who wants individual help and what it's going to take to get to the next level. I talked to a recruit uh, parent last night who's a 2023 um, who Illinois is in great shape with and you know, he kind of let the cat out of the bag to me last night that, hey, this is going to happen sometime soon. And the family's ecstatic by it. They're just happy because he's a Chicago guy. You know, for me, what I really like about it, when you look at the entire staff, it does, it covers everything. Chester's just, when he came in, people thought he was just going to be a region guy. He's getting it done nationally. Chester can recruit Chicago, New York, Memphis, Texas, it doesn't matter. Jeff has done extremely well. I think he is surprised. Probably the biggest surprise to me is Jeff with some of these recruits and the way he's talked to them. Some of the parents I've talked to come away thoroughly impressed with Jeff. And I know Coach Underwood mentioned that the day he was hired, that people are going to be surprised at how good he is. Now you hire a guy like Anderson who completes your staff. It's a complete staff where they can they all bring something different to the table. Everybody knows how important Chicago is to the University of Illinois. I'm not one of those guys, but a lot of people feel that you have to have those kids to survive. Um, and it's a good look if you can get the best players. If you don't get them out now, you know, it's not the end of the world, but at least you have a guy who can help come in and give you a fighting chance to get some of those kids. Oh, that's, that's good to hear. Matt, From the, I know that you're obviously uh, there close to everything. Um, you hearing anything from from your vantage point? I think nationally it's perceived as a you know home run hire in the sense that um, I think a lot of people are excited for Tim. Uh, it, quite frankly, and I'm not trying to knock DePaul because it used to be, but it's not anymore. This is Tim's first big boy job, and I think a lot of people are are excited are excited for Tim that he's finally gotten a chance to show what he can do in a big boy job. And I think that that's, that's important for him. It's important for the U of I to, you know, uh, show that they still have a connection with certain guys that are trying to make a name for themselves in this building or in this business, you know, that have, you know, tried to make a name for themselves in the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois. I think Tim is certainly would be one of the poster childs for, for that. And I think that Brad Underwood's trying to make sure that he's giving opportunities to guys that, you know, he didn't see an opportunity like this until he got to Stephen F. Austin and quite frankly, Oklahoma state until he was in his fifties, Brad Underwood continues to show guys like Stephen Gentry guys like, you know, Chen Coleman guys like an Orlando, um, Orlando's pretty well known nationally before he ever got to Illinois, but guys like Chen Coleman guys like Stephen Gentry, Brad's going to give him a shot because he never got it. He had to work his butt off in junior college to even get to where he was in his fifties. Tim Anderson's worked his butt off for the last 10 years doing jobs, you know, whether it's for, you know, whether it's building his name up with Mean Streets, whether it's getting started at UT uh, Pan America, getting started at having a good career, uh, having a good year or tenure at DePaul. Um, this is his first big boy job. I'm excited to see what Tim can do now that he's at a power five conference job. 
And it sounds to me like everybody thinks that he's going to be a really, really solid addition to the staff. And he completes the complete transition of this Brad Underwood staff. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how all three of these guys are going to work together under on Brad's bench. Yeah. And I, I think one of the things that is so critical for a leader is to be able to identify, attract and hire talent. And I think what we're seeing from uh, Brad Underwood is his ability to do that. Obviously, you know, as any other human being, he's going to be trying to develop aspects of his coaching and his job that he wants to get better at. But when you take a look at who he's hired um, early on, it looks like he's a master at the ability to hire. Connor, you've kind of looked at some of the background on who uh, Tim Anderson has trained and uh, people might want to pay attention to this list because it's pretty impressive. Uh, recently, Tim Anderson has worked with guys that have just kind of got their name and uh, started in the NBA here just recently with um, Michael Porter Jr., Doug McDermott, Joe Harris, Bobby Portis, Kevin Herter, Kyle Kuzma, Malik Monk, Larry Nance Jr., and Bruno Fernando. Those are kind of like the, the more national guys. Uh, just in Chicago alone, he's also worked with Derrick Rose, Jabari, Tyler Ulis. Cliff Alexander and Charles Matthews, as well as Ben Gordon, who used to play for the Bulls. So, so far he has a pretty big list right there. And that's not really even going into some of the uh, uh, lesser known guys that have also done stints in the NBA. These are kind of just the bigger names, but that's a, that's a pretty good track record uh, to have to point to potential recruits and say, I've trained guys that have been to the highest level of the NBA. I mean, Derek Rose is an MVP at the uh, NBA level. So not many coaches at the college level are going to be able to say that type of thing to a recruit. Yeah. And that's, you know, that might be something that would be pertinent if there was any other players on the Illini roster who might want to make it to the NBA and need to work on skill sets that would attract in the NBA to drafting you. Um, this might be a real benefit if there's any of those players that are on the Illinois roster, but I'm not here to speculate. Um, <laughs> uh, Brad, if, if, any um, summary points on uh, Tim Anderson that you want to throw out there? Are we anything that we may have missed? No, I don't think so. I think uh, a lot of times, I think a lot of people assume like the one thing I'll say is assume that his ties to mean streets would be like the key. And I don't think that Tim is different in that, um, although he does have obviously strong ties with Mean Streets, he isn't just a Mean Streets guy. So this isn't like hiring a guy just to get guys from Mean Streets. In fact, I don't even know that there's, I mean, I, you know, we expect Jalen Washington to go to North Carolina, you know, Cam Kraft and Xavier. I don't know. I don't know that there's a guy on this 17, 2022 Mean Streets team that Illinois is really coveting right now. Um, you know, the AJ Casey recruitment is kind of, I don't know. I don't know where that is. So, so it's kind of a, I don't know if there's a guy that comes. So it's not hired just to get a guy. It's to get a guy who can get guys. And, and it's not to get one guy. It's not, and Brad talked about it. He's not hiring a guy just to get a guy. And so I think that's, uh, that's important to know that it's not, he's not just a mean streets guy. Tim has great connections and he's well-respected um, throughout the business. Yeah, I know uh, uh, when it comes to Jalen Washington, uh, Connor and I have handled the coveting, getting him for everybody else. So, um, uh, you know, it does sound like he's going to go to UNC. 
fantastic player and we wish him all the luck in the world. Um, let's move on. There's, a, there's another subject. Um, there's a center on the Illini team. I'm trying to remember his name. A second team. Brandon all... Yeah, darn. It's, it's on the tip of my tongue. But yeah, there's a center who's also um, in the transfer portal. And fans want an update on Mr. Coburn. So, uh, Brad, you have kind of the latest, greatest information on that. Anything that you can share on uh, Kofi's status and uh, what the Illini fandom can, can be looking forward to? Yeah, last night I actually got to talk to Kofi um, at, the, uh, at the games. It was, it was fun. Um, he's, we didn't talk. But we didn't talk about where he's going to school because, you know, I just – I'm not going to bug him right now. He's going through enough process. But we did talk about Jacob Grandison is the best video game player on the team, and Kofi wants to start his own show with me, um, Kofi Live. And we're, we may be doing that. So we're working on that aspect. But, no, he's uh, – but, no, it was good. He got to talk to Jeff Alexander yesterday at the game, obviously. And uh, it was good to see them interact. They had some good conversations, I think. Um, you know, obviously because Kofi is a, still an Illinois guy, you know, he can he can sit there and talk to Jeff. And, um, you know, Illinois got to watch some guys, got to, you know, Jeff got to talk to Kofi. And um, I think that the, the scenario is, I think Kofi, Illinois, Kofi knows what Illinois offers. And they, they're still pushing it. They're going to pursue. They're going to recruit him. Because I think he's like, it, it's the equivalent of like getting the number one player in the country right now. And you're like in the home stretch and you're right there. And you got a chance to add him. And, you know, we can we can bemoan the fact that he you know he's in the transfer portal and blah 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 all that stuff. But here's the reality: you're still in the mix. You got a chance to get him. Now you got to go close him, and, and that's your job. And, and El Kofi is a game-changing recruit for this season, for next season, because he's going to help you in 2022. You're going to be on the news, and he's going to help you in the transfer portal next year because you're going to be on the top 25 scroll all year. You're going to be a top 15, top 10 preseason team. He's going to be a first-team preseason All-American. It's just it's huge benefit in 2022 and 23. We actually talked about it. It's a Kofi coming back could be a five-year bump for Illinois, like literally in recruiting, in in on-the-court success, where you're actually a, you know you're a top-four seed again next year, not not a one seed, but a top-four, you know, top-16 seed, and, and it really just changes the perception of the program. And so that's why I think it's so important they're going to go all out. You know, everybody's heard the Kentucky rumors. Um, can I, I, I can't tell you they're not true. Um, I can only tell you that, you know, Kentucky people tell me that, that obviously I know a couple of them and they're, they're telling me different things than what's being reported. So I don't know. Do I think Kofi's 100% coming back to Illinois? No, I think I, I'm 50 50. Um, and I, I think he's going to take one or two visits. Um, and I know there are a lot of people really confident he is coming back. A lot of people really confident he isn't coming back. So it just depends on who you talk to. But I would say he wants to take one or two visits, and then we'll see where it's at. I, um, you know, I, I do think for all of you know, Kofi's a great guy, great kid. But I think he, he enjoys that he's enjoying it. I mean, he's enjoying the process, being wanted. Don't we all want to be wanted? I mean, you know, everybody wants to be coveted. So, you know, he wants to feel good, and, and you know, the NBA didn't want him. So it's kind of a now he's going back. Well, I want to see who does want me, and and I know Illinois does. So we'll find out who else does in the next few days. Yeah, everybody wants to feel wanted. Uh, been married for almost 30 years, so that's something I don't remember either. But um, uh, Ted, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to you. You know, 
obviously, you know, you're close to the players, uh, somebody who manages to be become friends with, with a lot of the guys. What are, what are your thoughts on the whole Kofi situation uh, from where your vantage point is? Well, I think the whole, I think what Kofi wants, I think he likes the University of Illinois. I mean, he's not mad at anybody. He's not upset with people. Um, and I feel comfortable in saying this, you know, to all the people listening. College basketball, the landscape has changed. You know, most of these guys have people or, or, or entourage that's with them who's always giving these kids advice, whether it's good or bad. It's life. It's college, it's college basketball, college sports. And I think what this whole disconnect came from with Kofi was, you know, Kofi improved. If, you know, if people remember watching him in high school, the people who didn't, you saw him on ESPN. I remember one night, I forget who they were playing. He looked awful. And a lot of people were being critical, thinking this kid could barely even dunk a basketball. I'm saying this because Illinois made him better. They made, the, you know, he made strides from the, by the time he got on campus, they changed his body. He got better. His footwork was amazing to me this year and the way he progressed as a player. I remember him as a freshman and Luca Garza owned him. And if you go back into the Big Ten tournament, Kofi owned Luca Garza and Luca Garza looked scared to me. Why I'm saying this is because Kofi's entourage and his people, they want to see Kofi get better. They want to see him take the next step. They want to see if Kofi can expand his game because that's what the NBA is telling him. Now, all these other schools that are pursuing Kofi, and there's probably tons of them that we don't know anything about, are going to tell him, we can do this. We can do this for you. What Illinois has to do, they already have an advantage because he's on campus. You know, Jeff is a good big man's coach. And by hiring Anderson now, is a, to me, is another feather in the cap of the University of Illinois because Connor just read a list of people that he has trained. Every, and what the NBA wants to see from Kofi, I'm just going to put it out there right now, it's not so much the fans can think, oh, can he guard the perimeter? Well, you know what? A lot of guys, there's space eaters in, in, the, in the NBA still. They want to see if Kofi can put it on the floor a little bit. They want to see if Kofi can shoot outside five feet. That's what they really want to see. And sure, he can do it, but they want to see him not just chuck up shots, actually make them and be successful. If he gets a guy up top, can he put it on the floor and make a move to the basket? That's why I think by having Tim there and having Jeff, who's a different coach, is going to help Kofi. So that's where I think the disconnect came from to begin with, why he put his name on the transfer portal. From what I was told, a lot of his people were upset because of that. Okay. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, thoughts about Kofi and the NBA and, and just for you, uh, Alana guys, uh, com subscribers, Connor's going to have an article out there soon that talks about, um, you know, kind of ways that uh, Kofi could get to the NBA and it will uh, also talk about rosters and style of play of certain teams. So it's not just about, you know, Kofi in and of himself. Um, Matt, you've obviously had to cover the SEC. You understand um, just how tough it can be to compete for players. Any thought on the, any, any perspective that you can give a, uh, a Illini fan that won't cause too much of an uptick in Imodium uh, and Tums, which we think we're going to start offering on IlliniGuys.com uh, soon? Well, I, I think, 
one thing that either you know Sturdy or Ked has hit on is the idea of name, image, and likeness. And I think that that has become a complete new dynamic to this entire equation. And I can understand, and I'm 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 speculating. I don't I haven't heard anything from Kofi's camp. I wouldn't know this more than Sturdy or Ked. I think there's some skepticism of players all across the country. And I have to assume that that would include Kofi as well as to what kind of dollars are we talking about here with name, image, and likeness. And the reason I, I feel that way is because there are guys, because this is new territory. We've never, the NLI has never, like imagine having known your worth in college, you know, above board is zero dollars. Okay. And now it's not zero dollars, but we don't know what it is. We don't know what we don't know what the high end ceiling is here for some of these guys. And I, I use an example like Johnny Juzang over at UCLA. Like he probably stays in the draft and probably thinks the G League is a good option for him, even if he stays in the draft, because at least then he's making a paycheck playing basketball. Uh, Johnny Juzang is going to make more money playing college basketball at UCLA next year than he will be ever could like in the G league or overseas. And he knows that. Um, I think Kofi kind of understands that no matter where he decides to go, I think he understands he'll be, he'll be drawing more money than he would be in the G league than he would be overseas um, for, for a year. I think that he gets that. I, I don't know if a lot of guys initially when this came out, got that part of the equation that that was possible, not a guarantee, but it's possible. And I think Illinois has to start figuring out what is the, you know, they have to be ushering their, you know, you know, business people that they rely on through this app and saying, Hey, look, we got to have you guys in on this because we can't be losing guys to other markets because our NLI numbers just aren't as much, aren't as much as a lot of other people. And I, I do think it ends up being, a recruiting tool for the University of Illinois. And I think it could be a recruiting tool against other schools that just don't have it in their, in their marketplace to, to, to get to that top level, um, what they can offer kids. I, I think NLI is a big deal for him. I think, I think that it's, I think the, I think the nervousness of Illini fans is, is, is warranted because quite frankly, um, nobody else, I think Illini fans start seeing a lot of guys pull their name out of the draft, Hunter Dickinson, E.J. Liddell, Johnny Juzang, and it's just an automatic boom. I'm going back to the school that I was at. There's just no question. You know, uh, uh, all the Purdue guys come back and they're going back to Purdue. Um, Kofi's the only one that's a, a notable player that everybody's just kind of going, why aren't you going back to the school that you were at? Why is that in, why is that in doubt? And I think there are a lot of factors for Kofi that have, that have gotten us to this point, none of which are anybody's fault, but there are a lot of reasons why Kofi should be in the transfer portal right now, just because a lot of things have changed at the university of Illinois. And that's, that's kind of what, that's kind of the way I see it. I, I don't know if anybody else sees it the way I do, but a lot of things have changed at the university of Illinois to where if I was Kofi, I'd go, it's not the same place I'm coming back to completely. So why wouldn't I look at, look around and feel, see if I feel more comfortable somewhere else. Yeah, I think. Hey, man, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I will tell you this. I'm glad you mentioned that. A coach told me last night, and I promise, his exact words to me were, and since July 1st, this whole thing has changed. You're not, it's a business now. It was a business before. It's worse. This name, image, likeness has changed the entire landscape when it comes to recruiting. And now, actually, the coach even made the comment to me if you promise player A a million dollars, 
and you promise them and you don't hold up to the you know, end of the bargain, can you sue the school for that? Is, you know, is that possible? Because it is. Because at the end of the day, you're going to have to, you know, I, I, I know, I mean, but this is what the coach is thinking. But my thing is, you know, now that you got Kofi and all these people hearing that these name image likeness, you're recruiting that. These kids are all asking about that first. They're not even asking about playing time like they were before. This coach said to me, he has talked to four recruits, and that's the first thing to come out of their mouths is how much money can I make? Sorry yeah, but Ken, I, but Ken, I would add that I think it's for the better. I would argue with that coach if he's trying to say it's not for the better. I think it's for the better. And the reason I feel that way is simply because I think more kids are going to stay in school instead of end up not getting drafted and go to the G League because they know that they can make more money in the one year than, the, than they'd get paid on the, at the G League or whatever money they end up getting in a Euro contract it, and, for their first year. So I think college basketball as a whole, as a product, is going to be better. Is it going to take some time for Illinois fans to get used to this? Absolutely, because they're not used to it right now. And there is a lot of, hey, Kofi can't leave us. Yeah, he can't. And there's a lot, and, the, and a lot of Illinois fans are starting to get used to the fact of, yeah, he can. <laughs> yeah, sure can. And so can that's, I, can that's I where it, go ahead. chime in real quick? So here's the deal. And we talked about name image likeness. Illinois is so far ahead of other schools in name image likeness, it's not even funny. They have done more homework. The problem is they can actually tell guys, because they have all these endorsement companies and things lined up for them, they can actually tell guys what the actual numbers are. Exactly. It's almost a negative because the other schools aren't, some of their states haven't even approved it yet. They have no idea what the money's going to look like. So they're throwing out exorbitant numbers. And kids believe it. No, yeah, it, they're ridiculous. So it's kind of a negative to be ahead of the game. But in one year, we're going to know because we're going to have a baseline. We're going to know what, what these guys are worth. We really don't know. His, you know, I know Illinois has told Kofi somewhere between $500,000 or a million. I mean, you're talking, you don't know what he's going to end up being depending on how things go. But I'm telling you, the Illinois, it's a huge number for him because he's an All-American. But if you look at, you know, they've, they've, some other schools have told other kids, you know, big numbers that aren't going to happen. And so these are things that are going to be weird with this. Now, the one thing I would say is that uh, there was a coach, a head coach in the Big Ten last night. This is, this is a great story. He was sitting there, and he, had, he said, he's talking about um, E.J. Liddell going back to Ohio State. And he said, yeah, they probably just got him, a, I don't know, a, some, a few thousand dollars of name image likeness money. Because, you know, that, that just, he's probably going to take that. And I was like, and so another coach looked at him and said, have you seen any of the numbers they're throwing around? E.J. Liddell is worth a lot more than that. He said, really? I, I don't know. We haven't done anything with it. It's like, uh-oh. And so I think there are a lot of schools that are so far behind on this that they have no idea what's coming. I, I don't think they know. Um, and the one thing I would say that I, I like damage like this, I think it's great. The one thing that I, that I don't like about it is name image likeness and the free transfer rule going in place within without parameters in like a two month period has just created chaos because now you have guys, you know, it, you, if Kofi was, Kofi is coming back to Illinois, you know, you, like Matt said, he could come back. If Kofi was in, Kofi was not going to go anywhere and sit out once he pulled out of the NBA, he was coming back to Illinois. So I think you would have more kids come back. Now you're going to have kids instead of just coming back to that school. 
payday, another whatever it is. And so it really, it may make, I'm not sure it has been instituted correctly, although I do think name image likeness is a good thing overall because the kids, you know, if they can make money off their, their stuff, they should because they deserve it. They're the ones who earned it. Yeah, you're, Brad, Brad, can I can I jump in, Brad? Like, I think, was I totally, am I, am I totally off base from what I'm hearing is that I just, I think it, it kind of made me sick to my stomach these last few years of kids that I knew weren't going to get drafted, but they were staying in the draft because they were going to go to the G League and get a paycheck. And I think yeah. that, that that paycheck can get bigger, can actually be bigger in college now for those kids, some of those kids, than the paycheck they're going to get in the G League. That's why from a macro in terms of college basketball as a whole, not just Illinois, but basketball as a whole might be a better product because kids might, might stick around and, and because they know the money might be bigger at UCLA, Kentucky, Illinois, Indiana, whatever it is, than it is whenever their G League contract is going to be when they don't yeah. get drafted. No question. I, I totally agree with you there. The one thing, the other thing I didn't mention was um, when you kind of look at how this all, all, all plays out, it's going to be very interesting to see, like, is the Blue Blood – are the Blue Bloods have that much more money, like, for endorsements, or is it going to be big cities? Is, is St. John's going to be a really hotbed now because they got New York behind them? Is, you know, they're going to be in Chicago, L.A., you know, is it, are they, are where the businesses are. So it's going to be interesting to see how that all, all shakes out. I mean, but, yeah, I think kids are going to – I hated kids going in the drafts, like, why are you going? Well, I want to get paid. You're exactly right. And then they miss out on the education and – now they got a chance to get a little payment, and, and, and even even low-level kids, although you're not supposed to use this as a recruiting inducement, right? It's not supposed to be for recruiting. Um, you know it is. I mean, that's a big part of the recruitment now. And so, um, But I think even low-level, lower-level kids, like I, I, I know Illinois is going to push to make sure Trent Frazier and DeMonte Williams get some get some name image like this money because, and some endorsement things and some deals. And I know um, – I will tell you that Illinois just got a huge um, booster. I don't know if they're announcing it to jump into the, op the open doors thing and throw in a big endorsement um, there. So there are, there are boosters that are jumping in and, and looking to help in that regard. So that's right. And, and Mike, I, 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 to address your question, like when I was covering the SEC, I've said this before, I'll say it again. I felt like I was playing traffic cop to things I didn't want to play traffic cop to. And I'll use a perfect example, okay? There, there's the story that the Miami University of Miami booster is going to give every scholarship football player on that team $500 a month to brought to uh, advertise his whatever his company is. I'm not even sure what it is, but he's going to give every scholarship player $500. You know what $500 is? $500 is a good is a nice car. And I used to have to report that darn that Miami got that kid because they they bought him a car. Well, that kid just paid for his own car. Like I can tell you right now, I I can tell you exactly. I drive a 2017 Chevy Equinox. My pay my car payment's not five hundred dollars. So that booster just paid for a car for every scholarship player on on Miami's football team, and it's legal. It's absolutely legal. So when when we talk about these numbers, some of even the small numbers make a huge difference to some of these kids because they, it gives them access to things and access to dollars that they would have never seen anyway and and it's all over it's all above board and it's all legal and that's why i think kids are going to stay because they're like look i got everything i need here i don't need to go get a paycheck and sit on a bus for eight hours in the g league go from you know you know small town to small town to play basketball or i don't have to go overseas and hope that 100 of my paycheck comes back to me wherever i am like i know i'm getting money here so I just think as a whole, the product's going to be better because everything 
most everything now is above board and, and kids understand that, hey, if they're giving me $500 a month, that means I can go get a nice car and drive around whatever college campus I am in a nice car. And that's, yeah. that, and it's all legal. Like, and I think it should be. Like, this is I, the new, this is the new world. I think you'll see, and I, I posted on some of our message boards that only subscribers can go to. And that's why you want to be on alignaguys.com because Mr. Anderson was not a, was not something that our subscribers are shocked by. Um, but I put on there that I think you're going to see an elevation of the big city schools because there are boosters and there are a lot of people that you can, you can go get in a geographic area. Let's think about Ohio State. Columbus has over a million people population. So take a look at the number of businesses that you can go and try to get dollars from versus you add up Champaign-Urbana, you add up Peoria, you add up Bloomington, Decatur, Springfield. That's not a million people. So the, the schools that are going to do well, I think that the big population centers will have an opportunity. But more important than that will be from the university side, who has the best vision and who has the sales people who can articulate that business that to the, that vision to those businesses to make sure Illinois is going to have to look at its its alumni base who are in key positions whether it's you know obviously Flex and Gate is the one that everybody talks about AEW wrestling um, in Silicon Valley but obviously you have Chicagoland and Illinois is going to have to have people who can have a vision and communicate that vision and get those folks on board and the schools that do that best will be in a better position and if you have somebody if you have somebody who's you know in a fundraising role and they can't get their mind around the nil that can hurt your football coach your basketball coach or your track coach you know whatever you're looking at there and and i think we're going to see a change, but I do agree. I think we're finally going to see a lot of these kids will not go for this theoretical pot of gold if they go pro only to find out that that was just some agent who was looking to see if they could make some money off of one individual player and, oh, well, I'll go get another one or another two or three. And I think, I think you will see, particularly college basketball needs the help of having people stay around a little longer. And I think that's gonna make it a lot better. And even in the NFL, there are a lot of kids who after their junior year, they're just not capable of competing with NFL players. Get another year or you know two years under your belt, depending on your red shirt status, and then go for it and have a little bit of money in the bank. So you're not, your back isn't against the wall. I do think this is much better for the kids I think it's going to be very stressful for the adults. <laughs> and unfortunately, there is going to be um, a school that will be the first school to have NIL and the transfer portal strike. And um, let's hope it's Alabama, not Illinois. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I want Kofi back. Um, I have a lot of faith in the coaching staff that they're going to do everything humanly possible to get him back. Um, 
but until you see him make that announcement and you see him in practice with the rest of the players, people are going to be nervous and, uh, I will be nervous, but that doesn't mean that I'm not really got my fingers crossed, hoping to see that 21 stride out onto the floor so that Illinois is a top 10 team. By the way, we're going to have to change the title of this podcast to, oh yeah, Tim Anderson got hired too. <laughs> uh, we got off on our Kofi name image likeness uh, tangent there, but yeah. So, no, the, uh... so yeah, the one thing I want to, I want to finish on, I guess to, to, pull it all the way around back to Tim is I, I guess Brad or, or Ked, you can take this if you want to, but it seems to me like the hiring of Tim is, is an understanding by Underwood that there needs to be somebody who can walk into a gym and go, Oh, he's here to see, like, he's here to see me. Like the kid will go, you hear the Dion Thomas stories of Jimmy Collins walked into a gym and then he knew he was a serious player. Like, it seems like Tim is that guy and Brad understands there needs to be a guy like that on my staff to where he can walk into a gym at Fenwick or he can walk into a gym at Thornwood or he can walk into a gym at Oregon park and go, Oh, he's here to see me. Like that's Tim Anderson from Illinois. Like, you know, in a, you know, poor man's version of Jimmy Collins, I wouldn't convince anybody right now on the staff that they're at Jimmy's level, but like poor man's version of Jimmy, like that seems to be what Tim's role could be is that, he is the new name of Illinois recruiting. When he walks into a gym, everybody kind of goes, Oh, I know, I know Tim Anderson. He's, he's on Illinois staff. Like that seems to be the, the way, what they'd like to get out of Tim eventually. And it doesn't have to just be in Chicago, but that's, that's the stories you hear about Jimmy all the time. Right. And I, I think that helps, but I, I, I don't want to get lost, lose sight of this either. You know, We've all talked to Coach Underwood, and the thing that people need to understand too, Tim has to be a great man because Coach Underwood is all about everyday guys and getting along with people. He made that clear. To, we were all in this press conference about a couple of months ago. He wasn't just going to hire somebody. It had to be somebody who was a good fit, who could go into the homes, who can recruit, who can also get along with the players and get along with the staff because at the end of the day, they're together all the time. They're traveling together. And you don't want a guy on your staff with a different agenda. And I think that all that does is causes chaos. And I think having Jimmy Collins is just Jimmy Collins. You know, he was there for a long time. And I, I understand where you're going with that, Matt. I do think Tim is a, is a name in Chicago that everybody knows. That is going to help. You know, is it going to guarantee them that they're going to get every single kid? I don't know. I even think the same thing with Jeff. Jeff has impressed the heck out of a lot of people. He has more connections than what people think. Now that this staff is put together and you give Brad credit because he has two guys from Illinois that I think that can connect with all these high school players, then you have a guy who played there with national ties. And Tim will have some of the same thing. And I don't want to sell Jeff short with that either. I just, when I look at it, he is an everyday type of guy. Brad is Brad. And whether you people like his demeanor or not, Tim must be one hell of a guy outside of basketball because if he wasn't, he would not be on that staff. And I don't think people should take that for granted. So good. Uh, and Connor, we've kind of left you out. So we'll let you jump in with a couple of things that you've thought about based on the, the conversation that we've had. Um, I just wanted to get back to you, Kedrick, on uh, you kind of talked about how the kids – 
that are coming in are kind of more focused on what they're going to be making NIL versus um, playing time being kind of the way the pitches are going. Um, I'm kind of curious as to is the lack of playing time going to end up affecting how much you make for the NIL? You know, a guy like Dawson Garcia, for example, he could have been probably fighting for second or third in points if he had came to Illinois this year. He's going to be potentially at UNC. There's a chance he doesn't start. He could be their first big off the bench. Is, is a guy like him going to make more on the NIL at North Carolina being the third big or being the first big or potentially second big at Illinois if Kofi comes back? Uh, where, where is the line drawn between how much people are going to want to pay for a guy that is a role player at a big school or a, a school like Illinois that can have the same type of upside in terms of where they are nationally? Because if we had gotten Garcia, we would have been probably sitting in the top 15, even without Kofi. Um, I mean, I think Illinois boosters could, or boosters or like the people that are uh, paying into the NIL situation, uh, they would be pretty close to a guy for like Garcia because Illinois is going to be so good during the time period in which we would have had him. Well, I'm going to tell you this. I know for a fact the University of Illinois has a plan, and they're extremely honest with kids. They've told kids, this is what you, your potential is, and this is what you're probably going to get. And it stinks because when I made that comment to you guys earlier, I wanted you to read between the lines. These schools, like Bradman, some of these schools aren't even able to do it yet, and they're lying to these kids, telling these kids, we're going to give you this kind of money. You know, if you look at it from a playing time standpoint, Garcia would have probably started at the University of Illinois, I mean, without a doubt, had a chance to make more money, but he chose not to do that. So having said that, they are they're competing with other schools, and I get that part of it. So it's a long process and, you know, I, I get where you're coming from, but at some point in time, you know, it's going to come out where these schools are lying to some of these kids and the schools are being honest, like Illinois. I know for a fact that it's going to benefit them long-term. Yeah. Another, yeah. another person that would be interesting is also Kofi as well. I mean, he's, he's gotten to the point where would, would Kofi that has a base in Illinois, uh, he's already got his brand kind of there is he really going to make more money on the NIL for Kentucky uh, being, you know, potentially platooned within their uh, plethora of bigs that they have there? Or is he going to be bigger for Illinois uh, being the starting guy that has been here for three years now and is probably going to be national player of the year, at least running as a front runner one or two with Drew Timmy? Yeah, and, and that, that largely also depends upon, you know, one of the things I would be looking at is, you know, if I were in Illinois' shoes, I think you can legitimately and honestly say, as NIL picks up steam, and as our Chicago-based alumni and businesses um, see the performance of Kofi and what, you know, Curbelo, et cetera, um, you can see more and more people jumping on and there aren't many metro areas that can compete with Chicago. And I think that's yeah. a fair sale. Yeah, I, I'm interested in Brad's question, which is what's going to be, I, I heard this on 
and I'll just, I'll shout it out. I heard Gary Parrish talk about this on CBS was, is it going to be more useful to be in Los Angeles or is it going to be useful to be in Lawrence, Kansas? And, and I don't know the answer to that because if you're Johnny Juzang at UCLA, right? You're not LeBron, you're not Mookie Betts, you're not, you're not Kawhi, right? So there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on in LA other yep. than what you're doing. And you're going to have the number two ranked team in the country preseason wise. The one thing I don't want Illinois to ever do, and I, I, I will, I, I will battle Connor on this till the day I die. Don't ever recruit a kid saying they have too many good players in your position. Like, don't ever do that. Like, don't ever recruit a kid saying Kentucky's got too many good players. You don't want to go there. Kansas has got too many good players. You don't want to go there. Because I tell you right, right now, I don't care if it's football, the football recruits that I talk to or the basketball recruits that Ked talks to. You don't ever want to tell a kid that because he thinks he's better than anybody else that you've committed or signed or looking at anyway. Period. End of discussion. So Illinois doesn't need to be in the business of telling anybody. Like, don't go there. They've got they've got a whole bunch of good players and your, your minutes are going to be taken away and there's only one basketball. They don't want to hear that. None of them want to hear that. Not a darn one of them. Like, I will say, I think – and this is this is the sales guy in me. Um, you've got to understand who you're selling to and right. what their personal things are. We have seen and and we have seen recruits who have avoided, you know, different schools because of the depth chart. That's not normal for the top level guys, but there are there are guys who will shy away from that. Um, but I do think when you're looking at um, when you're looking at how a player is going to be used and you look at Cal's history of platooning and, and, and the other, you know, I think there's, there are some, some concerning things that if Kofi goes there, that he should be eyes open in terms of how uh, Cal uses a um, roster. And the other thing I really want to see is um, I just, Kofi's a sensitive guy. And I don't know how well he's going to take it when Cal does his, um, you know, because Cal never takes personal accountability for anything. doesn't matter where he's been in his career. Anything bad goes on. It's his assistant coaches. It's his players. It is never him. And I got to wonder after about the second time of being thrown under the bus, um, how Kofi's going to re would respond to that in practice man to man. My only point, yeah, my only point, Mike, is 99 times out of 100, Illinois is going to be in a better spot when other coaches are using that argument against Illinois and Illinois using that argument I agree. itself. That's the only thing I'm going to say. Winning. Yeah. Bingo. Like I, that I means you have a lot of good players and, and you have a lot of good reasons to come to the University of Illinois. Like, I don't know if Ked agrees with me on that, but like if Illinois is getting recruited against because they have too many good players, then Illinois is in a really good spot. Like I, that's, that's the only thing I would, if I was Brad Underwood, I would never say that to a kid. I well, would never I, say, don't go there. They have too many good players. Like, I put it, aren't I you going to have to eventually a, play them? I put it into it a, a little bit more nuanced as, as a sales guy. And, and Kofi is looking at getting into the NBA and showcasing his ability to do things that he hasn't done on the court so far. And I don't know that trying to go somewhere where they've, where you're their second pick because they're trying to get Durham to, to reclassify and there's two and there's Shibway who's there with the same skill sets. I, I think it, and with the same need to showcase what he's never done before. I think that, that you could say, and again, this is needs-based sales guy here. I'm not talking to this as a media member because I'm not a very good at that, 
but in terms of like needs based what what Kofi needs to do I would I would argue that Kentucky is not the place to do it at um now now there could there's room for disagreement on that I'm not arguing but boy if you want to prove that you can hit the uh 17 foot jumper and you can put the ball on the floor and drive I don't know that that would be the place to do it, particularly with Cal's propensity to lock onto a guy and then blame him for everything. Um, you could very well put yourself in a position where at the end of the year, you've actually taken three steps back. And as a Kofi fan, in which I am a Kofi fan, I think there would be some problematic things that I would tell him, you, you, you need to understand you got to peel back the onion because it's not just the players there, but you got to peel back the onion and think, is this really where I'm going to showcase my skills? I've seen it from the football standpoint, Mike, at several yep. different places where coaches have gone to the classic, I, I would say, you know, knee jerk, uh, you know, it's, it's a cliche recruiting tool, which is they, I think a lot of fans think coaches go, have you seen the crap that I put out there? You don't think you'll play right away? Kids don't want to hear that because that 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 gives the impression I don't want to go there. Yep, if you no, guys are if you're putting that out there, Brett Bielema is not using that pitch, not using the opposite of that pitch of like, you know, I don't have that many guys at this position. You're like Brett Bielema yeah. is telling all of his wide receivers right now, you're going to have to bust your butt to get on this field. Now, when he goes back into the coaching office and gets to go with his guys, he's like, no, this guy's going to rise up the depth chart. But I, I promise you, Kofi Coburn, All-America, didn't worry about Oscar Shebe. He's just no. not. Like, he's just I, not. Like, I, agree, I will I agree. play over him. I will play over him is what he's trying to is, – is, and that's – I think Illinois needs to sell Illinois. I, I really do. And I, I think that that's what Kofi wants to hear, and I think that's what Brad kind of said. So I, 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 I like that Jeff's – the guy that's talking to him because he's the one that's going to sell Illinois. He's not going to, he's not going to negatively recruit somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, but I think there's some things there that, that you look for a fit and when you hire somebody or when you uh, select somebody for your team, you look for a fit. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I just don't, I, again, Kofi gets to make the decision. He's the decision maker, but I, there's, there's some things there that I just don't know that, that that's the, the best fit and that and that that goes beyond um you know roster spots but um if Kofi was to transfer away from Illinois I think he could find coaches that would be a better fit for him than coach Cal but that's one man's opinion Kofi may have a totally different look at it Ked you want to you want to bring us home here as we've hit the uh the late thing well I just think you know I think the rumor is he's supposed to take a couple visits which I found out earlier today but I think he wants to get this wrapped up too. So I was told just, you know, while being on this podcast, you know, he wants to get with his teammates. So I don't think this process is going to be drawn out, you know, much longer. So line up fans, just hold tight and, you know, hope for the best. Connor, do you have anything at the end here? Just hoping Kofi comes back because that'll be a top 10 team. That's pretty much where we're at for the line fans. Matt, any last words? But I, I think, uh, you know, I'll end it with if Sturdy's in Atlanta, like, you know, Kroger chicken, uh, you know, the uh, Publix chicken tender sub can get you through a whole bunch of days, like a whole bunch of energy. I trust me on that one. my oh. friend. So that's the only thing. That's the only thing I can tell you. Um, 
is the public's, uh, the public's wings too. My gosh, they had some fantastic wings in that deli section. Yeah. So oh. yeah, I'll, I'll wrap it up with that and just let people go eat after this podcast. Perfect. All right. So folks, this is, uh, this is the latest edition of Eye on the Illini. Obviously, Brad Sturdy was on earlier. Obviously, we had Matt Stevens. We had Kedrick Prince, Connor Kegley, and Illini guy Mike right here. And of course, whether you live in Champaign or Chicago, halfway across the United States or halfway across the world, IlliniGuys.com is the only place to stay in the know. Thank you.